Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Father's Day, everybody. This is Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer. And joining us now, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, who is also a father, Double B, Bobby Blaze. Hey, hey, you know what? It's uh, Who's Your Daddy Day. We could say mm-hmm. that, you know. Yep. If I get that melody back over here, man, that'd be really nice. But Because <laughs> then I'd make it Motherfuckers Day, you know, because uh, we all fuck some mothers to yep. get them kids here. So it's our special day. Yes, it's me, Double B, Bobby Blaze. And um, we're bringing the Father's Day podcast to you, even though you can get this on Tuesday. We hope to have a really fun time with this podcast Um and we're just going to have a little blowout of about some different fathers and sons, uh, maybe even a few um, third-generation wrestlers mentioned, and um, do a little house cleaning, because we got a couple of other episodes coming up where we're going to have uh, uh, some more fun, but today we're just going to have fun with Father's Day and and uh, bullshit around a little bit, because it might, we started naming this the Bobby Blaze Birthday Bash, but we're not bashing yet, because I've got yet. a birthday this week. I've got a birthday this week, and... Um, Hell, I'm going to try to find someone to play him for a slow hand job. Um, oh, well. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> now yeah, things I've, are opening back up. I've, I might I've, be opening my car door back yeah, up. <laughs> I, I've never heard anybody being that specific, but what the hell, you know? Well, you know. Yeah. It's your birthday. You can you can always dream, right? Exactly, yeah. They can't take your birthday away from you. Fuck not yet. Some, somehow <laughs> not they yet. will, but not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got a couple shout-outs real quick. All um, right. Got one to uh, Johnny Candido for being on the show last week. That was cool, man. You know, no gimmicks needed. It's fun, fun episode. Also, this past week, I was on a Robin Slim podcast. I uh, love being on those guys. I was on a live podcast of their um, uh, year-end. Uh, they had a kind of blowout one with just a bunch of people, celebrities and comics and wrestlers and myself, somewhere in between there. On the Robin Slim show, that'll be out. Um, the replay will be out earlier this week. Uh, Jeremy and I'll put that up on the Bell to Bell uh, Blaze podcast uh, channel, and I'll promote it some too. Uh, real quickly, Jeremy, as you know, um, July seventeenth in Ironton, Ohio, at the Rona Theater, FTC Wrestling's coming back, and um, they're putting together a pretty good show. I think it can be uh, called "This Show's a Clusterfuck." But they've got some pretty good talent coming into it. Uh, people from WWE, uh, NWA. Matt Cross is coming in. I'm really looking forward to seeing Matt. If you've seen him on NWA, really, really good. Uh, super, performer. super legitimate dude. Yeah. Yes, and I like that guy. I like his work ethic. Uh, dude, he was booked one time over there a couple years back and had broken his leg. He drove from Cleveland down anyway just to sell gimmicks and see the fans and let them know that he was legitimately injured, wasn't just no-showing. I respected that very much of this young man, um, and I love his in-ring work. Um, we've got uh, from Crime Time, JTG, also Brandy Lauren, uh, and uh, one of my main guys, man, Shane Douglas is coming in. And also all the students from the Art of Grappling School will be there. Jillian Hall will be there. Misery would be there. I think Casey King may even make an appearance, wishing Casey King a recovery from his ACL operation. He's doing really well. He's ahead of schedule on his his, uh, rehab. So that's cool. I'm going to be there in the back just kind of 
partaking in the show, man, of being a fan, and also as one of the coaches and trainers, I'll be some, you know, critiquing some of the matches and taking notes for that. Uh, I've been getting great joy out of that, uh, helping with some of these young students, and some of them have some really good potential. Uh, August the 7th in Beckley, West Virginia, the Bash in Beckley. I'll be with uh, my main man, Shane Storm. I'll be in his corner. He battles the legendary Jerry the King Lawler. Um, I was, I'm going to be Shane's manager. I'm honored to be a part of the show and honored to, to manage Shane in this battle. The only thing is, uh, when I, when I signed the deal, I was unaware of now it's in the play. And that is Dennis Condry is going to be there as some kind of enforcer. So, uh, just going to have to keep one eye on Lawler and one eye on Condry now, it seems like, you know, but I'm confident my man Shane Storm because I did beat Jerry King Lawler, and I told Shane Storm the secret to beating him. Okay. Don't, you know, get don't let him get you in that pile driver. Yeah. Cause it's cancer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Um, other than that, any house cleaning notes you can think of, Jeremy, I've got one more. Uh, I'm going to be at an Insider's Edge podcast. Carla. Uh, California is what is what the gimmick name is at California. California, I can't even say it, but it's actually out of Australia. And it's a couple of gentlemen from over there got a hold of me. I'm gonna be doing a Zoom conference with them. So when I get that, when they get that up, I'll make sure it's publicized on my uh, Twitter account at BobbyBlaze744. Find Jeremy at the Geekish Cast or the Team um, Podcast um, tweet Twitter account is Bell to Bell Blaze. So look for us there. And um, that's that, Jeremy. Let's get into this Father's Day because I know you're a father. So happy Father's Day to you, my friend. Well, happy Father's Day to you, too. Yeah, Micah is driving down to L.A. to see his son for the next couple, or his oldest son for the next couple days. And, um, yeah, so. Uh, While we were talking, my youngest, I've heard from both my sons today. I'm very, very glad about that. Just got off the phone. Um, My youngest one had called me earlier. Uh, while I was having lunch and my oldest one, he was doing a little bit of traveling for a work and he, he, uh, gave me a call. So I got to talk to him. But while we, while, since we first logged on, I just got another picture, uh, of, uh, the youngest one sent me a picture of some beer he's drinking. It's white Russian. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's got the big Lebowski on it. <laughs> it's got a white Russian and it's, uh, uh, he said it's like a Guinness beer but it's got Walter and the great, uh, uh, the dude on it with a bowling ball and it's Imperial stout. And it looks like a carpet, uh, around the edge of the can. And also he sent me an update on his mullet. So I know that's why I was trying to get to is my youngest son now has a Bobby blaze mullet and the mullet is making a comeback. And, uh, I've been sending that out, man, hoping more and more people, uh, (laughs) uh, tweet that man, that the mullet is coming back. So, uh, it is okay, so it's called the Brood Abides. Was that, yeah, was that the okay. same one? He bought four of them at eighteen dollars, and they're eleven point one percent alcohol. He said, and they're also sixteen ounce cans. So you're getting a pretty good deal, actually. Oh, I think two people are doing this because the one I found is only seven percent. Okay, <laughs> and now on one side it has a bowling ball, and it says, uh, Brood. Southern Pines Brewing Company, White Russian Imperial Stout. If you're out there, we're looking for sponsors, motherfuckers. Yeah, give us a call. <laughs> and then on the front one, the front of the can has uh, Walter and the dude, and it says, uh, and a bowling ball. 
Walter's holding a gun. The dude's holding his white Russian drink. Uh, it says white Russian Imperial Stout. And then on the bottom edge and the top edge, it's the carpet. Uh, you know, it's the design of the carpet. And, you know, that carpet tied everything together. Yeah, And, and, really and no man should together. piss on another man's rug. That's all <laughs> the reason to be pissed off, you know. Uh, and I'm pretty sure by now everyone's aware of what we're talking about. So, yeah, it's uh, there are actually a bunch of Big Lebowski inspired beers here. I am not okay. finding the one you're talking about, but I am finding all sorts. Yeah, well, he got his in North Carolina, so I don't know. You know, they're worth, I'm sure they're everywhere then. But uh, also speaking of haircuts, with that mullet, um, did you did any of your kids ever do something crazy if the hair shaved their head or? Come home from Mohawk after a football game, or well, he, decide to get their long, beautiful hair that my son had cut into a mullet because he had a beautiful head of hair that was getting compliments all the time, and uh, he decided to get a mullet in honor of me. So, uh, how about you? Yeah, well, a handful of years ago, and yeah, both both kids did crazy shit yeah. their hair at different times. All right, but, uh, a handful of years ago, I'm leaving for work real early in the morning, right? And uh-huh. uh, Micah, being the artistic sort, he would go through spells where he would just be up painting and writing songs and shit for two days straight, right? Ooh, yeah. And then and then he'd sleep the next three days, you know? Um, so I'm leaving, headed to work, and I'm walking past the front room, and Mike is sitting there in a baby blue women's suit with women's boots. He has cut <laughs> his hair into a spiky mullet and dyed it red, and I walked by the room, I looked at him, and I said, Bowie? And he goes, yep. And I said, all right, I'll see you tonight. And I just kept going. <laughs> that's good, man. That's good. That's that's a, uh, that's a good gimmick, I think, man. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it is. He does he does some Bowie songs when he plays live gigs yeah. and stuff, you know. So he didn't go for the Ziggy Stardust. He um, whispered, that uh, was actually, if you look at, at the haircut and everything, that's actually uh, where he was headed with it. Okay, that's where you're going with. Gotcha. Yeah. Just making sure. Gotcha. Cool stuff, man. Well, those kids, man, you know, that they, they, they're what they are what makes us pops and fathers. And uh, I'm just going to throw this out there, Jeremy. I'm not going to try to put a dip in the show, but I'm going to try to start it at a spot and we can go from there. So that's just, uh, this is kind of our, uh, I'll, I'll call it the elephant in the room uh, of this podcast because uh, we're going to start off the top of the podcast by giving away the Father of the Year Award. How's oh, that? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? We'll just rib on this for a second. Uh, let's not make it too dark, uh, pun intended. <laughs> and, but um, and nobody take this seriously, please. Yes, no one take it seriously. But uh, Jeremy and I voted. Um, we should have ran a poll, actually. And I'm sure we'd have got a couple of votes that that Jeremy and I would have got out voted on this Father of the Year award. But uh, Jeremy, who are we going to give us the Father of the Year? Oh award God, to? you're making me do it. Huh? You want me to do it? No, I, I guess I'll do it. I'll take the heat. Okay, the come on, man. All man right. Ah, well, <laughs> Father of the Year is going to Grizzly Smith. God help me. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, that man. was a hard I, watch. I, I'm assuming well, you, you watched it. Yes. you. I watched it that, that day. You you had told me you had seen it, and you said, Bobby, it's a hard watch. And um, after we got done podcasting, I did watch it, and I was just thinking, what a fucking horrific, fucked up family dynamics in this family. You know, we all come from somewhere that's a little bit fucked up sometimes. But, man, that, that one was a hard watch. Uh, we said we'd do a rib on it, kind of. And uh, 
a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people coming out now, you know, that were around him and they had no idea. You know, they said some of the older guys that had been around the boys and stuff made little snide remarks here and there and um, said a few things. And they had heard Jake say a few things here and there. But um, apparently, you know, they they were around us and they didn't they weren't aware as to how deep and how much uh, Grizzly was into this um, whole deal with uh, the things he did. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I went and I watched uh, the, uh, Jim Cornette, a clip from one of the podcasts that was on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I say clip. It was like half an hour of him trying to explain, mm-hmm. like, look, you know, Grizzly, At- or Grizzly Adams, fuck. Grizzly Smith was the boss. Yeah. And, you know, there were snide things being said and shit was being right. dangled out there, but nobody really pulled on that thread, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember back now. Uh, 20 years ago or whenever it was when uh, Wrestling with Shadows came out. Mm-hmm. And that, I thought, I, if I remember right, Jake Jake Roberts made it sound like his sister was also his mother and his father was a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't remember if that was, I remember that being in there now, if my memory is 100% or not, I, I can't tell you for sure. Here's the weird thing about that. While that is not factual, it was a true statement. You know, because this guy was, was, you know, if it was his own kid, it didn't stop him, you know? Well, let's put this out there right now. We're not putting over a pedophile, just so everyone knows that. We were ribbing on it to go from a bit, uh, because by now, most of our listeners, I would imagine, have seen, you know, the Grizzly Smith on the dark side of the ring. And this season was a really, really good season, um, and that was a really dark piece. And uh, those kids are still, it seems like at times, at a dark place as adults. So, um, you know, it's, it, this they said at the end, I think this was, uh, it may bring those kids a little bit closer again as adults. But um, so anyway, take that for what it were, was worth, people. Uh, go do your own research, do your own thing. We're not fucking sitting there putting over a pedophile. We just had some fun with it, thought we had rib on a father of the year. Uh, Grizzly Smith. So, well, here, all kidding here, aside, Jeremy, what? Well, here, here's here was the thought I had, Bobby. And I, honestly, mm-hmm. at this point, I don't remember if this was an independent thought I had or if it was something I heard. Right. But, but you know, they got into how manipulative he was and how he used that to get what he wanted. And yeah. they talked about, you know, the level of psychology and psychological abuse. And I suddenly became horrified by the thought if what if the reason Jake the Saint Roberts was such a good in-ring psychologist and you know manipulator and speaker Ooh. is because of his father? Wow, that's a good point. Good point, man. Yeah, uh, sometimes you covet what you see. Mm-hmm. If you see and are around someone that manipulates and um, uh, deceitful, and um, again brings that work home that you know, hey, people are trying to kill me in the ring. Um, it's real. You know, that could be horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good point and a good question um, to be asked, man. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll wrap that up. We just yep. wanted to throw it out there because we really wanted to talk about the dark side of the ring we've, we've brought up each week. We haven't done an in-depth, you know, let's, let's uh, break this all down kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's... Uh, it was just one of those things for Father's Day. We thought, well, we'll rip around on for a little, well, it's, a little bit. But, you have um, to joke about it because otherwise all you can yeah. do is get fucking sad yeah. and sour, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. It is the dark side of the ring. Um, I thought, you know, the Pillman one, you know, you're dealing with, uh, I'm, I'm 
I've seen Brian Pillman Jr. perform, and um, man, I'm 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 happy for him. You know that that there's a little bit of a story there that that uh, something good's going to happen. Hopefully for his career, it already appears to be um, the, the dynamite kid again. Just uh, shell of himself um, once he tried to go back too soon, and just um, kind of different story there. Uh, you know, just. Went back to England, never come back to see his kids again. You know, they finally come and went over and saw him. But again, just just that whole dark side. It's not the fucking rainbow lollipops and uh, unicorns of uh, pro wrestling people. It, it's called a dark side for a reason. And, so yeah, anyway, and they mean it. Yeah, so let's bring it up a notch. Who are some other father and sons in professional wrestling that um, some past, some may be current? Um, you know, maybe your favorite, you know, one of your favorite wrestlers was his dad a... Uh, uh, a professional wrestler as well. You know, I got one in particular that I'm going to bring up, but who, who you like? Any, well, any you know, I, I think just because I'll be the, one of the few people to bring it up, I'm going to bring up Warren and Nick Bockwinkle. Okay. You know, cause I, you know, Nick Bockwinkle has been gone for a few years now and I can pretty much yeah. guarantee that only those of us who are the most like dug in on, on wrestling historically, even know that Nick Bockwinkle's dad was a wrestler, you know? Yeah. And so I, I feel like you know you got to throw them a bone because you yeah know, somebody needs to point out that they're there. Absolutely, uh, I'm gonna throw out uh, Professor Boris Malenko, mm -hmm. um, his sons Joe and um, Jody and Shelley, otherwise known as Joe and Dean. Um, but yeah, but he was a father to many. He's a father figure to me. Wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta stop you real, real quick. I, I, Dean okay, Malenko's real name is Shelley. I, I look it up. <laughs> Just saying, I've heard it been called that before. Um, so, like, sure for Sheldon anyway. or something. I'm guessing. Uh, just look it up. <laughs> so anyway, but no, I was going to say, uh, but Professor Malenko was a uh, uh, like a father figure to many. Um, you know, I took away a lot, a lot of that from the camp. Uh, you know, he was my mentor, my teacher, and my mm -hmm. mentor. Uh, I've heard Bob Cook say it. I've heard uh, Sean Waltman say it. Uh, Willie Wilkinson Jr., um, Rico Frederico, just a bunch of guys I know that are my age. I said, man, he was such a father figure to me at a time when I was young and trying to be a professional wrestler. And uh, he bestowed a lot of uh, knowledge upon us all that we could, you know, took later in life, not just the wrestling lessons. So I'll bring up um, Boris and Joe and Dean. Oh. And, um, Give it back to you. Well, the three and we're not doing a top ten. We're just no, mentioning we're just, fathers we're, and sons that have wrestled. We're just talking this week. Look, we we've been doing yeah. a lot of interviews lately, and we just kind of yes. need some downtime and just to bullshit for a bit. So you know. Yeah. Um, with that said, Jeremy, let me ask you real quickly: yeah. of our fans, of our fans, please hit us up. Uh, we've had Mike Mills, Johnny Candido, uh, you know, some different authors on here. Please, um, if you've liked that, hit us up on a bell to bell. Um, podcast there on the uh twitter let us know what you think about you know you want us to do we do have another author no another uh guest coming in in a couple of weeks i'm not gonna give it away right now but uh anyway let us know if you like the um the guest appearing on our show we appreciate that if you do and if you don't hey let us know that too i know we are going back to uh something fun for our fourth of july um, but yeah, like Jeremy said, this is kind of like the Bobby Blaze blow off bash bullshit. Let's get this out of the way and have some fun on Father's Day. You know exactly. So. If I had been thinking ahead, I'd have been drinking by now too. You know. Me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> um, Who you well, got? Let's see here. Well, five. Okay, so I'm going to take one that's going to be a big one. 
Um, okay. I got to go with Big Dusty here, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good one. Um, you know, I got to go with him. Obviously, you know, Dustin Rhodes. <sighs> I kind of. I kind of feel like Dustin Rhodes came into wrestling at a bad time where he'll never be quite what he should have been. I mean, he got over his gold dust, and I don't want to take that away from him. Right, right, right. But he could have really been, you know, Dusty Rhodes Jr., I think, at one point. But, of course, then his younger son, Cody, is fucking setting the world on fire, basically, you know, with AEW. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, I think you got to give give a big nod to Dusty. Also, Dustin Rhodes is what? He's like 51, 52 right in there now, I think. And is kind of having a career renaissance. Probably his last hurrah, but, you know, still out there looking yeah. good. Probably better better than he's Wanted. looked in a long time. Yes. Really good dude, too. He's got his shit together. He's doing great, and I'm happy for him, man. Um, Dustin's, yeah, I've, I've known Dustin a long time. Uh, I haven't seen him. It's been a couple years back since I've seen him, but, yeah, good people. Um, I'm, I'm going to mention this to you because you mentioned to me and I don't want you to forget it. Didn't you tell me on um, Dusty and um, having the NWA championship, what was the significance of that on Father's Day you was telling me? Oh, so, okay, so when Cody picked up the, the only father-son? They're the only father-son team, and if I... It was within two or three days of like the 38th anniversary of Dusty Rhodes' first win of the NWA title when Cody won the NWA title. Okay. So, so only yeah. father-son to hold it. Yeah. Well, the only father-son okay. to the team to hold it. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought you told me, and I didn't want you to forget it because I didn't know if you were going to go there or not. But uh, I had totally just slipped my mind that when we was doing this, I was like, oh, that's a good point to bring up. And um, you brought it up in our pregame show or whatever you want to call it, pre-taping. Pre-recording, yeah. Uh, so the back on me. Well, you know what? I, I got a question. I don't know if you okay. know because I don't think you. I don't think you were there yet or it started yet. Um, but Dusty, when he was a Booker, I wonder how the guys looked at him. I mean, was he like a fatherly figure? Was he a slave driver? You ever heard anything? No, you know, um, there's a couple uh, shoot interviews on YouTube how Dusty was in the NWA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg DeHammer has a really good one. Greg DeHammer Valentine, really recent one. He talks about it. Uh, of course, uh, Jim Cornette talks about how, you know, just getting on a plane and Dusty's just writing and, and already getting into it. Uh, no, when I were there, uh, when I was there, Dusty was basically uh, kind of on a board, but but more into the, he was on to the announcer's table and stuff like that. The um, I had an interaction with him, just, you know, man-to-man talking to him. Uh, him and Tony Schiavone asking me different questions who I liked growing up and just kind of like, an in, you know, get some insight on stuff when it, when it could put my matches together. And, um, I like that, that Dusty Rhodes said, you know, um, I remind him of a, a young Dickie Slater or a young Terry Gordy. And then he goes, damn, how old am I? <laughs> you know? And, uh, he's talking about himself, but he really puts me over, um, with some of those references, uh, when I was beating someone up as, as being a young Dick Slater, I was like, Ooh, that's a good compliment from the dust, you know, American dream, dusty roads. But, um, yeah, he wasn't, he, he wasn't too much in charge when I was there. He was just basically a part of the, uh, announcing team. Yeah. And, um, uh, I told, uh, I told Tony even, I said, you know, hell, how can I say, you know, not say dusty was one of my favorites growing up too, you know, and Tony has kind of laughed about it and he said, yeah, you know, um, we're going to get you over. Don't worry about it, kid, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, he wasn't, 
necessarily in charge or booking. Uh, he wasn't one of my road agents or anything. Right. I just spoke to him in catering and and uh, complimented him when he complimented me. If I saw him at the next show or after next taping, I'd always say, "Hey, man, appreciate the kind words." You know. About me getting yeah, was to the it, pay window or whatever. Was it the uh, the Benoit match where he really really put you over? Was that the one? Yes, yes, he yeah. did. He he said I'm gonna get to the pay window, and he said, "Man, I, I'm a I'm a Bobby Blaze fan." And he goes, "Hey, well, I, I'm a I'm a Benoit fan. I'm you know." He just goes on and on, but yeah, he's really putting me over in that match. But that's one of my better matches too. If someone just going in there and let's go at it, man, and we did, we did. Yeah, uh, that was a, that's we, that's we, the only Benoit match I'll watch now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I watched that one because they'll play it at the camp sometimes. But uh, the other one I recommend, and I'll go back and watch every once in a while. And I just told this one the other day uh, to go back to watch um, at the Pillman Memorial with him and um, uh, Steve Regal or William Regal because oh, that's yeah. like a training match um, for young students if they just watch that to see the psychology and the brutality of it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I could see that. The only reason I watched the yeah. one with you and him is because you're my friend. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know? And I don't watch it out of vanity. Yeah. If someone if someone asks me, I'll say, put that one on. You know? Yeah, no, that's a great yeah. it's a great match. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was. I, I appreciate the compliment. It really was. Um, and it was a hard one, man. It, it really was. Uh, not hard and putting it together, anything, just hard work. We just put our heart and soul into it. And there was a good reason for that. Well, and, um, he, he was trying Mongo to let you prove a point, that. wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He was getting me over to prove a point. And it was a point well taken and a point well made. So we're a point well made and a point well taken because, uh, the person involved was Mongo and, uh, we got the word back to him Yep, and he respectfully came over and we spoke about it. So um, I'll tell that another time. Let's go yeah, on to yeah, another yeah. We'll keep moving. father. <laughs> I'm going to go with one I know. Uh, another guy is kind of like a father figure to me. He was the commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling when I was there. Uh, legend throughout the South, man. Uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong. And of course, he's father of uh, Scotty Armstrong, Brad Armstrong, Steve Armstrong, and... Brian Armstrong, otherwise known as the Road Dog. So, uh, father and four kids in a wrestling business had all done really good for themselves. And, man, that, that bullet was over. If you ever listen to the stud cast and hear how much, uh, you know, uh, Big Ron puts uh, Bob over, man, really uh, good father. Uh, did him and Brad at one time team together when Brad first got in, you know. Um, and Scotty, uh, he's now – I don't I, – I'm – I'm going to say producer. I don't know. Uh, he's still with WWE, as is Brian. Um, sadly, we lost Brad a few years back, but Brad was one of the most talented guys, you know, uh, that we've talked about before has been underrated or what have you, but we all know how good Brian or Brad was. Uh, so, yeah, I put the I put Bullet Bob up there as a good happy Father's Day to him, you know. Yeah, he, he definitely deserves to be up there. You know what? And because of that, I'm going to follow him with one that uh, is going to have to load out a little bit. <clears throat> I'm going to throw Roy Welch up here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good one, man. Yeah. Good one. Fill us in. Well, it's just, you know, the, the Fuller Welch clan is kind of. Oh, time to take a shot. <laughs> oh, that's right, everybody. <laughs> I wish I had one. Anyway, I think that's actually ahead. two because I said both Fuller and Welch. <laughs> yes. Well, it's four yes. now. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Let's, see, it gets out of control really quick. Um, 
Very well, just, quick. you know, if you want to talk about a family that was kind of the, the backbone of pro wrestling, these yeah. guys spent the early part of the 20th century or, you know, the, the, you know, Roy did specifically, but his yeah. kids and grandkids as well. But, you know, he'd go to an area, he'd start a territory, hot shot it a little bit later, sell it, move on, go somewhere else mm-hmm. and do it. Everything from fucking wrestling bears to, I mean, some real old school carny shit to get, you know, to get a show over and, right, you know, just the very backbone. I mean, you know, Memphis is partially due to him. It just everywhere you look, you're just like, oh, yeah, and there's that name. There is the, you know, yeah. the Fuller Welch family, buddy, you know, buddy Fuller, Roy Welch, you know, Ron and Rob. Yeah. Um, you know, just a very important family and everybody in there that we're going to mention had kids. So, you know, just through Roy Welch, they all go up. I think there were like 23 family members, uh, involved in professional wrestling from that family. Yep. May have been as many as 26. I can't recall the exact when we had Ron on, but also the, um, throughout Tennessee, pretty much the entire state, uh, some into Kentucky, Alabama, uh, Georgia, um, all the way down to New Orleans, all the way up to um, up into Indiana and Ohio. I mean, he had an impact on all those different territories at one point or another. Uh, that family did, and um, uh, owning a part of it, like you said, hot shot and selling it and get open another territory. You know, yeah, and um, just yeah, that's a good one, man. That's yeah. a good one. Well, think about it this way: he they had so many people from their family in wrestling, they had to use kayfabe last names to get everybody in. There you go. Uh, what about a hundred years ago now, right? Yeah, I mean, we're looking at over a hundred years of uh, wrestling history. Uh, through this one family, and uh, I listen to the Studcast every week. I really enjoy it. It's one of my favorites, and it's not just because we had Big Ron on the program. It's because I enjoy that program, and they're in Knoxville in like 1977 now, and, you know, Harley Race is in, and and uh, Terry Funk's in. Uh, uh, the Mongolian Stomper's there is a huge star. Uh, Ronnie Garvin, of course, uh, Ron and Robbie, uh, Robert, rather, and uh, – um, uh, I said Robbie because I was going to say uh, uh, Jimmy uh, Golden, mm-hmm. tremendous talent. Jimmy Golden, a tremendous talent, man. Um, just all the angles are doing right now. They're bringing in Lawler and Dundee and a young Tommy Rich have been coming over from uh, Memphis and getting beat over in Knoxville. And then uh, guys from Knoxville are going over to Memphis and getting beaten their TV. So it's it's kind of a you know just a back and forth of trade of talent during that time period. Instead of a really good time, and I, I, that's when I was really, you know, a teenager, and I was getting to see a lot of those, a lot of that wrestling product at that time. So yeah, good stuff. Give you a plug there for for Ron Fuller. Not that he needs it, but that stud cast, boy, he could tell a story. Yeah, well, it's you know, like I said before we got him, um, before we got him to come on, I was like, that's my that's my get interview in pro wrestling. Yeah. That's when I've got that one, I'm kind of fucking cool with whatever, you know. And and we <laughs> yeah, had him yeah. on, and I was totally soaked, and I don't think I said but eight words the whole time. So well, it's still all right because you know he he's the one that was telling the stories, man. Exactly. We just needed to listen. Exactly. Uh, back on me, I want to go with, um, I was. Go with this is just I'm gonna go with Bob Orton Jr. Now Malenko knew Bob Orton Sr. and I don't think I other than seeing pictures that I see uh, Bob Orton Sr. But Bob Orton Jr. You know I got to watch him in the NWA. Uh, uh, he's actually right now in, in I got to actually watch him in ICW. 
but he's actually in where they're out on a, on the stud cast. He's, he's in, he's in Tennessee, but as we know, um, eventually that group's going to break up and ICW is going to come out of there. Uh, cause there's the, uh, the Knoxville five or, uh, plan B or whatever you call it. They haven't got to yet, but then of course, so Bob Wart Jr., you know, all the way to the WrestleManias, you know, there he was from, from the, uh, from, Outlaw Mud Show or whatever they want to call it back then, uh, when they when they split up to going to the NWA to going to the WWF and being involved in the WrestleMania to having a son Randy Orton that is one of the best fucking wrestlers the world seen man he that guy can just do it all and um, I, I I love the whole deal the the RKO the way he's built the way he talks. Uh, just the way he works, he makes it look easy when it's difficult, um, and he but he still makes it look like a struggle when he needs to. And so there's you a good um, uh, third generation wrestler. But since we're doing Father's Day, you know we'll go with um, you know Bob Wart Jr. being a father of Randy Orton. Yeah, uh, you know I got I got to throw in here real quick that I was watching a supercut of him dropping that RKO from you know quote unquote from out of nowhere. Yeah, And there was one where that Seth Rollins was about to curb stomp him and he put his foot on the back of his head and propelled himself up in the air. And then Randy Orton jumped up and got him in the RKO from that. Mm. And I was just like, holy sh, that is timing. I mean, that yeah. is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, Bob Orton, um, is he still wearing a cast? I'm pretty sure he is. And I want to say this. Let me give... Let me give a shout out to a local business here in Ashland, the Time Warp. Earl, I hope you're listening. If if someone will let Earl know that I gave him a plug on the podcast, I appreciate. It. I'm gonna be making an appearance in August at the Time Warp, but but um, I think it's July 3rd. Demolition was supposed to be there. They're not gonna make it. That's been canceled. But I'm going somewhere with this, Jeremy. Okay. Guess who's gonna be in Ashland, Kentucky at the Time Warp, July 3rd. Uh, Tony Atlas and Bob Orton Jr. Oh, I would have never, yes. I would have never gotten to Tony Atlas. So I'm glad. You, I know yeah. that's why I said him first. But yeah, they they're filling in. They got them to come here. So uh, yeah, I, if I if I go down by there, I will check and see if he's got his cast on. <laughs> I think that's only fair, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if I'm going or not. Uh, I have been invited. Um, but you know, sometimes hey, that's their deal. Let them go down there and get their shine. You know what I'm saying? So um, um, anyway, he's got uh, D'Lo Brown coming to town pretty soon. Um, trying to think who else he has. Uh, can't think. And I know I'm scheduled for sometime in August. I don't have an exact date yet. I think it'll be back back to school. Bobby Blaze kind of thing. What we're going to be doing back when when school starts back in this area. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, Bob Wharton Jr. Maybe he will be in Ashland. I think it's July 3rd at Time Warp, and he'll probably have his cast on. If you hear this podcast, tell him Bobby Blaze gave him and Tony Atlas a shout out. Uh, there you go. Right on. So, no, that's cool. Uh, back to you, man. Who else you got? Oh, Anyone else? Let's see. Well, yeah. I mean, Keep this up. There's or tons whatever. of them. Well, here. The time we're on here. Here, here, so. here you go. Now, this guy is going to be on here not because I heard he was the greatest person on the uh, planet, but just because. I have such an affinity for the family, and also one of his sons has two sons who are wrestling now, so it'll allow me to mention him. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm going to go with uh, Fritz Von Erich and then Kevin Von Erich. But, you know, the other Von Erichs in there, I think Kerry has a daughter who went through wrestling briefly. So yeah, as many lazy. of the Von Erichs as I can fit in here, I'm going to fit in here. Okay, you do that. This will be our... Uh 
grand finale on Father's Day. How's that? Yeah, that Because works. I know this family is important to you, and we went through quite a few, and we could go through a whole list more. Guys, we're just trying to have some fun with it. Uh, we have a whole list in front of us we're both looking at. We've added. We've, we've, we've done this and done that. But let's finish up with Fritz Von Erich and a Von Erich because that's a legacy there that's forever, it seems like. Still going on today. Yep. Well, you know, Fritz made a a group of stars out of his kids. I mean, mm-hmm. e- even the, the smallest, sickliest of them, you know, was a star yeah. in Dallas. Um you know, he created a super hot wrestling territory during a time where wrestling was real hot and then it cooled off real quick. Um, you know, and then Kevin going through so much in his life is, you know, now he occasionally shows up managing his sons as a yes. tag team over an MLW. He looks like he's in a really good spot in his life, too. Yeah, he does. I mean, comparatively, like what I'm sure was a really hard life at a certain point, you know, mm-hmm. just because of how much that family had been through. Um, but you know, I mean, Fritz von Erich ran a hot territory and, you know, uh, I just, I got to throw these guys in there just cause I'm, I have such uh, an affinity for this family. Absolutely. Now, uh, the two boys, the grandsons, they're working from, are they working for MLW? Uh, that's where mm-hmm. I always see them at. Yeah. Okay. That's where I see them too. Uh, they look very talented and, um, and I know at one time Kevin was a fan of the program cause we put his family over quite a bit at the beginning. And uh, hopefully he's still listening. If he's not, uh, and someone does see him or his sons out there, tell him, hey, Jeremy and Bobby gave him a shout out and happy Father's Day. And to all of our listeners, if you're a father or a motherfucker, <laughs> whatever you deem yourself, hopefully you're a good father or a good dad, or maybe you can find you a melody to be a good daddy too. Mm-hmm. That's my goal this week for my birthday week. Happy birthday. Uh, I yes, sir. Thank you. I'm going to check into that and probably be paying someone to get out of my car not in the car but um anyway we'll just uh, go with that man um happy father's day to everyone yeah. so. <laughs> that's that's why i just closed the line on a date no. there's 20 bucks if you just get out now get out the fucking car you know the, the gig's up <laughs> no um I was thinking of something earlier, man. I forgot what it was, but it would go. I was thinking of Henry Rollins get in the van and it's Bobby Blaze get out of car, you know. But I was thinking like somewhere between there too. There's a Terry Gordy. Don't touch Terry Gordy's van, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, just something to have fun with. Um, oh and shit! And again, people, from the top of the hour to right now, we were just having a good time. Don't take anything too personal. Uh, you know, we had fun with it, ribbed on it or whatever. Uh, maybe we left your favorite wrestler off of here. We probably did. Uh, but we just, we just had a few that we wanted to go and hit and highlight and there's all kinds of them. And, um, uh, father, sons and third generation wrestlers. We had a whole list of uh, some other, we're going to mention even, even some girls that were involved that their, their dad were wrestling and, uh, they're wrestling today, you know, so, um, that goes both ways, not just for the guys, father, sons. We had a, a, a couple of daughters we just didn't mention, but, um, anyway, Jeremy, it's been fun. We try to make it fun. Like we do every week. I know next week, um, when you tune in, it'll be, um, we'll be re- doing our 4th of July special. We are going to go back in time and do what we did before, uh, that turned out to be the year was, uh, we've done like four of those now, um, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then another one from 1986. I think the other one was from 78. Uh, we did 86. 
This time, next week, we are going to record uh, the 4th of July, the Bicentennial Special. We're going to take a, back, a trip in time back to 1976. Um, and we're going to have fun with it, man. I've really been looking forward to this because that's the year I turned. Since it's my birthday week, you can do the math. That's the summer I turned 13. And, uh, man, it was a really magical summer. And it was a good, good year for professional wrestling. Um, a lot of big events took place. And we're going to have fun with it, talking about uh, trivia, pop culture, you know, TV, radio, um, things like that. Andre uh, shows up a couple times. Imagine that. Um, we'll have fun with it. Then I think we've got a break in there for something. I'm not sure. Then we're also going to have a YouTube, uh, a famous YouTuber involved in professional wrestling coming on in about three weeks. So, um, that's just kind of let everyone know what's happening oh, yeah. on the bell to bell with Bobby blaze podcast. Follow me at Bobby blaze, seven on Twitter. Follow the professor at the geekish cast or hit the joint account up at bell to bell blaze i'm throwing it back to jeremy before i plug my books and get out of here oh well you know what since you brought up 1978 i do have to bring up that we lost one of television's greatest fathers this week and uh you know because because our 1978 uh show was wkrp themed yes um the herbert ruggles tarlick jr as played by frank bonner frank bonner passed away this week at the age of 79 um, I did pull up his credits earlier. He kept working all the way up to 2014 or 2015 uh, as an actor and as a director. Um, okay. But, you know, one of my favorite, like I put up on Facebook the night I heard he passed away. I was like, you know, couch covers may sleep safe tonight, but I won't. Um, <laughs> you know, he had such a great character on that show. Just such a smarmy fucking guy with such yeah. ugly suits. <laughs> and he was he was like a dog chasing cars that once he once he got the uh, pretty blonde to agree to go out with him he chicken shit it out um <laughs> just a, a great character and i was sorry to hear that he passed away i hope it was a uh, you know surrounded by family or at least uh prostitutes um <laughs> but as such a big fan of wkrp i of course did take notice yeah yeah absolutely for sure yeah turkey's away that's it <laughs> yeah okay um, anything else we need to wrap up with, Professor? Um, why don't you sell a book or two, Bobby? I'm going to try to. Okay, so here's the deal, man. You can find my books on Amazon. I have several e-books, but I have two print editions. Uh, and the easiest way to find those are is to go to um, tinyurl.com slash blazebook1. If you'll use that tiny rl um the show gets a little bit of kickback out of it once you buy one of my books when i gave that one there blaze book one that will take you to pin me pay me have booth will travel my very first wrestling book that i wrote the second book is called i kicked out on two the educational wrestler the way to get it is go to tinyurl.com slash blaze book two it'll take you right to the amazon link there's no extra charges Again, it's a small kickback, but we appreciate it because we're kind of a grassroots uh, uh, podcast, if you will. We don't have sponsors. We have a lot of friends, and we appreciate that. Um, And again, if you buy one of my books, it helps me out. It helps the professor out. It helps the program out. And um, just go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1 for pin me, pay me, have boost for travel. Go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook2, and it'll take you to I kicked out on two, the educational wrestler, and we appreciate that very much. Happy Father's Day, and we appreciate you tuning in.
yeah thank you everybody we do appreciate it hope you all all you fathers parents dads uh you know have a great Father's Day. You ever notice, Bobby, that Mother's Day, you take mom to a really nice restaurant, and for Father's Day, we're all supposed to fucking barbecue for ourselves? Yeah. You ever notice that horse shit? God damn. That's as much bullshit as an old AWA match finish. I mean, that is some bullshit right there. Well, it's better than a cold boot in the ass. Well, this is true. Most things, most things are better than that, I imagine. <laughs> well, everybody, I uh, think that's going to wrap us up. Um, you know, thank you for listening. Please buy a book if you haven't done so yet. And um, for the late Tex Johnson, myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B Bobby Blaze. Happy Father's Day, everybody. <laughs>